0: And gentlemen, welcome to the late podcast. So, we got Gurkhan and Gurkhan Gulati and Angel Martinez here on the late podcast. What I like to call a match made in entrepreneur heaven. It's uh, it, it the story that y'all told me yesterday whenever we were talking was just so inspiring, and I was even reading it on the article that you sent me, Angel. And it was just, uh, you're right, stories do sell. Can you tell us? Um, but before we go into that, sorry, uh, tell us a little bit about the event you guys have going on tomorrow for the people listening that don't know, you know, what you guys know.
1: Yeah, most definitely. So, uh, tomorrow there's a Web3 startup crawl at Capital Factory in Austin. Um, it's based on crypto, cryptocurrency. So, a lot of the organizations and businesses that are involved in crypto have a booth and We'll explain their story and explain their brand. And for us, it was important because as a brand, uh, Prompt Video wants to be in everyone's story and learn about everyone's story. And so we had to show we're dynamic. Um, And so one of the items that everyone likes to talk about is crypto. And that's one of the topics that makes everyone excited. And so we're like, okay, let's go to a crypto startup crawl and see. Um, what people are talking about, if they can tell us what their story is, why they're involved with crypto, what's their favorite crypto. Um, and so learning about those people and giving them a platform and a tool to help them tell that
0: story. Okay. That's cool. And so why, and so why did you go? So you said like, talking about excitement with crypto and stuff like that, why this move particularly with a company that uh, does prompt video? Do you want to go for that? <laughs>
2: Uh, are you saying? Are you asking the question in terms of why prompt video in the connection with this event and crypto? Yes, yes,
0: yes. The why why you came up with this particular event?
2: Yes. Yeah, so, well, yeah. <laughs> the simple answer is because it just happened to fall when we looked at like, oh, we're in the stage of our product development that we should do in another an event to do some beta testing. And we're like, what's available? And yeah, and we we look at the uh, the startup community. In Austin and this was a a big event that was happening uh, there at Capital Factory at the Omni Hotel where this uh, community is based that's inviting the greater startup community that's in this space uh, to to connect to each other to (laughs) know about uh, you know what's going on within this space and we just want to be a part of that energy.
1: Yeah I think we are involved with a few startup communities um, one being Capital Factory in Austin um they provide mentorship co-working space and so and then the last part is events Mm -hmm. like tomorrow and so they've been really helpful for us to find people that are open-minded and they're going through their own journeys and they're open to hearing other people's journeys so that environment where they're all open-minded is really um functional for us to get feedback and test our product and a lot of those people have stories like Like yourselves and us, like like like-minded entrepreneurs that are on their journey. They need to tell their story and share their challenges and share their successes both. And so people at this event are doing the same. Just they're all bonded in their own community through uh, crypto. They're
2: not shy. Most entrepreneurs and people in this space, especially crypto, are not shy of (laughs) sharing why they're in that space and 100%. You know, yeah, they just they. You're like, why are you doing that? You're like, you know, you're gonna hear like all their ideas about whatever is going on. You know, no, I'll
0: probably ask
1: you what's in your wallet, right? Uh, yeah, well, well no, I'll you're not. Right you're
0: on. you're not far from that. My new book, Love Your Crypto, <laughs> and I'm talking to everybody about it. Crypto. Anytime I invest, I lose everything. <laughs> it, it they are very loud. <laughs> But that's that's good for you guys because it makes it easier to get feedback. You get honest feedback from oh, yeah. people that are like-minded just like you.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. and that's exactly something we started to chase, right? Uh, Angel and I met December 10th uh, in Geekdom in San Antonio. And I walked up on stage like two twins that get to argue about the 30 seconds extra they have in the world. Mm-hmm. I had 30 seconds extra to walk up on stage and say, let's create a brand to tell better stories. And then Angel walked up thirty seconds later and said, "You had me at stories." And oh my gosh, part awesome. of that journey was to understand what is honest feedback, right? What is a story, and how do we know a story is true? How do we pull that story out of someone? And that's something we've been working on since then.
2: Yeah, yeah, and I think it's also good to uh, to point out there's a lot of a lot of people in this world doing a lot of different things. And there's a lot of people that are going to be the naysayers that are going to say they can't be done or be critical. And I think it's important that when when you're on a journey like the journey we're on, like the journey a lot of these folks that we're going to run into in the startup community in the crypto space, um, they, they soldier on. And it's important to, to share your ideas and the things that you're trying to get feedback with people that are like-minded in that tribe that can give good constructive criticism versus mm-hmm. just being in uh, a holes or like mm-hmm. they're like, they're just, they, they push your energy down and you need people to invigorate each other. Like right. uh, uh steel sh- sharpen steel, right? It's like, we're, uh, it's a collaborative energy mm-hmm. of a win-win, you know, you mm-hmm. share each other's story, you, you, you connect each other, you build each other up. Um, and that's, what's exciting about, this space.
0: And, um, and, and sure. wouldn't you say, and wouldn't you say that most people are afraid of that feedback?
1: People are afraid it's- of both, right? Giving feedback and taking feedback oftentimes, right? Mm-hmm.
3: And
1: where prompt video fits in for us is that as an app, um, we're trying to create a privatized channel for that, right? Where a brand or a group of people can ask for feedback, get feedback, and it doesn't have to be out in public, right? No one knows that you guys are communicating. No one knows that they gave you that feedback. But if you do respect that feedback, if you do want that feedback, you can create that feedback loop. Um, that's right, right. really important
0: to us as yep. a brand. I love and that. And have
2: content that can go into your content marketing strategy to use this promotional uh, uh, material to be able to push your brand out. So okay. I think it's... Uh, there's multiple purposes in what what prompt video is doing that works. So, how
0: out. is version nine doing? <laughs> <laughs> I
1: think the last time we talked is now version 12. Yeah, <laughs> um, <laughs> there, there's always a new version, but I think uh, it's doing well, right? So, product development is complicated, right? Uh, looking backwards, it's easy to te- take a product that's successful and say. You should have just put a profile picture and put a wall and made people only request people from a certain university and create Facebook, right? Yeah. But when you're doing it from scratch, when you have a blank wall or a blank whiteboard, like the one behind us, it, there's no, there's no guidelines. The guidelines are people. The guidelines are those feedback that we talked about, right? Mm-hmm. And so you you almost have to build something, draw a line and then see if anyone cares. Right. right? Okay. Are that's they the angry? Are they that's sad? It. Do they like it? Do they hate it? And why? And so that's why there are twelve versions of the app, right? We, we drew oh, now a twelve. We I saw I saw versions. the
0: video. It was nine. Sorry, it got it, it, it's evolved it since
1: now twelve. But <laughs> okay, it, growing, right? That's good. It, it, it's the point of we try something, we build something, we share it with a few people, we see what bothers them, we see what. Excites them, which we have a few videos on our site on that. Yeah, uh, i have <laughs> written a couple of blog articles about that. When you see them light up or you see them angry, either way, it's helpful, right? Either way, it's that honest feedback you're talking about, right? Because it's arced them, it's hit them somewhere, yeah. Uh-huh. And then Girk and I, we are
2: we're co founders with different skill sets and experiences, but are able to have these um, healthy debates. To where we we've listed, okay, this version of, of prompt video, we've gotten feedback from here, 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 and here. And so uh, I I I maybe jump it off, or he jumps it off and says, I believe strongly that this person and this and this. And then I'm like, Well, that's not what I heard. I heard this and this. And so then we try to come up with some kind of uh where what what is the good information? What do we need to dismiss and say, well, that's for later, that's for version uh 300 when we're a billion dollar company <laughs> Love like, that. but right now how do we launch and have something that has maximum value right that has l- the least amount of friction so that someone can use it and go like yeah this is cool it brings value to me and, and to my brand me. and it doesn't yeah
1: it doesn't cost me time doesn't cost me money right okay. i think that was another important thing to us um angel and i believe in a lot of values right and I think that's what has maybe made us what I believe as a successful partnership in business, right? Is we make our decisions based off values. And we discussed early on, what are the values you want to build a business at, on? And I think um, equality was one of the ones that touched home to both of us.
0: Yeah. In right? quality in what sense? Sorry.
1: A lot of differences. I would think uh-huh. – uh, gender equality, race equality, right? All those kind of equalities. We felt that in the business community, there's a disparity be- between, um, between those. Mm-hmm. And that mm-hmm. those that have money create good videos and have great advertisements. But if you go to small businesses in a racially diverse area or a gender diverse area, you might not be able to get that same kind of video and their stories aren't represented as well. Right?
3: Right. Okay. So when
1: discussing, all right, what should the product do? So where we can make that a little more even, we said the average customer should spend time, not money because I I don't know if anyone's seen a Bill Gates documentary. I think Angel and I both watched it and Bill Gates talks about Bill Gates has 24 hours a day. It's the same time. Yeah. For you. Right. (laughs) Right. So that's an equality factor. If we don't do things based on Mm -hmm. money, when we do things based on time, then everyone's starting on the same page,
0: right? That is awesome. There is this
1: equal factor. And so I think that's what we try to include in, in prompt video, that anyone can create videos, creating videos free, because we want to keep that equality, right? You can create as many videos as you want in prompt video, and you can tell your story and your opinion, and that doesn't require money. Right. Uh, and I think it's also from
2: from the standpoint of eco- uh, simple economics is – uh, it'd be one thing if like we're launching here in America and if America was just a box of crayons, that was just two colors, right? <laughs> <laughs> it was like that's aqua fun. and orange. <laughs> that's it. But if, if the leadership of uh you know, that's creating to that had the money and had the leadership to create products, if they were just creating aqua and orange products, right. That, it, that's fine. But America is like, uh, it's just a big
0: box. I want more.
2: <laughs> Right. Yeah, so yeah. this diversity, then we need to take in uh, input from as many diverse sources as possible. So whether that's talking to businesses from different backgrounds and ethnicities and, uh, you know, gender equality and different things yeah, industries. Or, or, or just uh, some of the mentorship is like we find articles. We're sharing articles like, hey, this this uh, this article was posted on Twitter and this this gal that's running this. Wonderful uh, company has shared this, this, this and what she says about video content and the future or whatever. And so we go back and forth taking all this input and then we have to dissect it down to like, okay, how does that what's the priority for how that affects the
1: next version of prompt video? And that Mm. last decision gets made based on the value. Yeah. Right. What is the value that you're gonna make that decision?
2: yeah, on? that prism we hold up and go what's our mission statement? what are our core values
0: first our line comes
2: up as a core value is uh collaboration first right, and so a lot of business is competitive where where there's a win win lose like a you know and, and I, I believe like in a In a game of basketball, they're like the Celtics are either going to win or they're going to lose, right? It's not like everybody gets like participation trophies. I don't believe in that. Uh, I do believe that there is a space for competitiveness. Uh, However, I think sometimes that's the pendulum is swung sometimes in the business and the startup realm and product services out there to where it's almost predatory at times and too competitive to where we need to be collaborative, which is how do we find a win-win between businesses and the communities and and the consumers and things so that everybody wins? How can it happen though? Everybody wins. Yeah.
0: Right. Right. It, it, I I noticed that. And I'm uh, not obviously don't know as much as you and startups. I've kind of dabbled in it, you know, done a few competitions and stuff and I've, it, I, I would say that it wouldn't you say that it's the beginning that uh, of that entrepreneur that creates that competition and then later on you learn that collaborative works better? Uh, or do some people, most people get it at the first try? What do, you, what do you think about that?
1: I think it's just how people perceive it, right? So let's just say Angel and I start two lawn, lawn mowing companies, right? We both just moved to Austin. I know of Angel. Maybe Angel's made a post on Facebook. I'm starting a lawn mowing company and I made an Instagram post and now we know of each other. Oftentimes, I think they're like, oh man, we're competitors, right? And we might be Facebook friends. and so now all our Facebook right. friends know about each other. And it's how many of our Facebook friends do I get? And how many of our Facebook friends do uh, you get?
0: Yes. And yes.
1: What he's saying is that there could be an option where we say, hey, If there's someone too far for me to go mow my lawn, I'm going to give you a call and give you a referral and you can give me referrals. And maybe we divide and conquer or whatever have you, right? There Mm -hmm. are ways that if you are open-minded enough in startup worlds where you can collaborate and you can find a way where two businesses, even in the same exact service, can Mm -hmm. provide benefits to each other to where both win. And both okay. can still grow, and the community then benefits because they have nicer lawns. Yeah, they have nicer lawns. <laughs> right, right,
0: right, and <laughs> a bigger um, company that takes care of them. <laughs> yeah,
1: and, and it's not um,
0: technically <laughs> story,
1: right. Yeah. We're not, we're not like, man, you you got your lawn mowed by him. Done. No more customer. Right. Right.
0: Right. <laughs> um,
1: there okay. are conversations to be had of how two companies can work together to benefit each other, and oftentimes I think. The moment someone invades your space, you're like, oh, we're competitors, we're done. No more.
0: 100%.
1: We're unliking you on (laughs) on Facebook, we're following you on Instagram, it's over. It's a fight now, right? And I think we've tried, no matter if it's different cities, different startup communities, to be uh, represented in all of them and try to help all of the startups we touch or interact with, right? That, hey, if Angel can help in video, Creation for you, or if I can help interview a technical co-founder for you or a developer for you, just give a Mm shout. Right, we'll figure out how we can be more helpful later. But if that's all you need, I mean, Angel and I will figure out some time to make that
0: happen. You know, you because you're you're particular with technology. You're really good at coding, and you're really good at um, you know AWS. You're you're pretty good at managing that, and uh, you know, bunch of other things that you do startups that you've done previously. Um, so where's I going with this? Um, you, what, what is the, like the, the technical side, like the technology side, uh, from your aspect, what is what that makes a product really good?
1: Well, so there are two things, right? I would say one, uh, well, there are three. So one, I would say the keyword that people use is data driven product development which, which is something and i've been focused a lot about recently yeah right it's making people show you what they want versus guessing right so what i mean by that is i can um i can start a bar and i can make whiskey drinks only and i can say whiskey drinks are the best drinks in the world or I can open a bar that has vodka, whiskey, tequila, and do tastings of each and every one, every single night, they
0: like. and wait
1: to see what they say, right? Okay. And if people are like, every time I come to this bar, I love the tequila setup, then maybe I should be a tequila bar, right? And so data-driven development is saying that based on the data that someone is using your product, you make decisions, Instead of, I'm just going to make a decision and then prove it out later. So I think that's part one. Okay. And then part two is test driven and business driven development, which is that you start with the problem, right? Normally in tech, business people come to tech people and say, I have this problem. And usually we hope as tech people, the business person doesn't try to tell you what technology to use. They just tell you the problem. Right. Like, I need my images to load faster. I need a website that does this. And then you figure out the tech from there. Uh-huh. And I think those two parts usually make pretty reputable product, pretty sustainable product, right? Okay. Where you don't hopefully overbuild. You don't hopefully just guess, right? You can overbuild. You can overbuild. I didn't know that. We have a lot of products that we know today that <laughs> overbuilt. Uh, I would even argue Facebook and Instagram have overbuilt, right? Okay, okay. They're very busy. I miss the early Facebook. I it mean it was simpler. It was simpler. Yeah, it was simpler. I think uh Instagram this week or last week started uh you can pin top three comments in the comments. I comment saw box. that,
0: yeah. What's and that you about? Have
1: a <laughs> left or right. And it's like cool. But do I need it? Who's who's the person that brought that problem? Where's the data that tells you that this was necessary? I don't know. But I think uh, that goes to the feedback, right? Uh, Transparency and feedback. If we knew who was telling them and how many people are asking for this. Right. It'd be a little easier to understand why you're making random features that I I would never really.
0: Use. I mean, I guess it sounds cool. and It sounds ideal. Like, oh, I get to pin my top photos, but it's like Twitter's <laughs> doing that already. The pinning stuff, I think.
1: Yeah. <laughs> but pinning a tweet was because people tweet a lot. Angels right. on Twitter a lot.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I, I do
2: tend to pin the latest article, the blog article, let's say written that's I want people to see it, or because it's leading up to an event, and then release it. Yeah, but uh, if if you have, we have like sometimes we have like these scheduled content posts, right? And they're just kind of content lives for a while and goes away. But if you want priority to be given,
1: I, I believe in that uh, that pin. But That's comments cool. aren't something that should be like that, right? Oh. In my opinion. But that that goes to all that where there's so many features. And you don't know who the problem is or what the problem is, and so that's what overbuilding is. And oftentimes we've built overbuilt,
0: right? Yeah, yeah. We're, some we're not our,
2: perfect. Some of our versions were definitely like uh, are for for down the road that we had to pull back.
0: How do you figure that out, though? How do you figure that out? You show it to someone and they do the same thing. We just okay. talked about Instagram, right? Okay, We're right, like, right? They're like,
1: I don't. who, who told nah. you to do this? <laughs> right, <laughs> and you're like, I right. know you're going to want this. And they're like, Feedback. but I'm not asking for it, right? And so uh-huh. then you're like, oh, maybe we yeah, built yeah, yeah, something yeah. you haven't asked for yet. We haven't seen uh-huh. the data yet. To show this, we just guessed. And so we pull those things back out. We're like, at a later date, if someone asks for this feature, we'll pull it back in. Uh-huh. But clearly we need to simplify. You know, and mm-hmm. simplicity is... Also, I guess one of the values we sort of go on. Well, it's uh-huh. in the name, right?
2: Prompt, yeah. prompt is fast, <laughs> and prompt is direction. But just you know, Simple. the quickest from uh, the quickest way from point A to point B is a straight line. So, yeah. Now okay. we're trying to live that. Prompt video, yeah, yeah.
1: Prompt has two parts, right? Prompt is I'm prompting you a question, like you prompting us today, yeah. And then prompt is speed, and we hopefully acquire both, but. Oftentimes, some some people, based on their experience, will think of one over the other, right? Mm-hmm. Prompt mm-hmm. as fast or prompt as prompting you a question mm-hmm. to get a video. And then okay. what is the, the direct, direct videos
2: from our community is, if there's like a sentence that kind of sums up also what prompt video is, direct videos from our community. Direct also is a double entendre of direct, like a director, I'm going to direct you, but also direct, you know, the quickest uh, you know, the, the quickest way from a from point from point A to a. point B is a straight uh-huh. line. Is just uh-huh.
1: direct, direct,
0: direct. Okay. I mean, I I've I was watching y'all's uh, you know, the testing and the beta testing yeah. and all the demos and stuff like that, and that's what you're doing. It, the company is that, isn't it? Is that that's what it is?
1: Yeah, it's <laughs> it's getting feedback from the community, right? And uh-huh. I think the first few betas we did it in person, right? Like training wheels. Right. Well, You don't let it just start riding the bike all the, yeah. from the start. You got to put some training wheels on and w- watch it. And I think that's what we did. So we built a version of the app. We gave it to a bunch of people that never heard about us or never right. really seen the product. And we're saying, go make video. Right? And yeah. Angel did a great job <laughs> with <laughs> the direction in the product and the content in the product. And people read it and they were like, I know what to do. I know what to say. Oftentimes when we ask people why they don't make video, they often say we don't want to look stupid, right? Right. And so right. we're like, hey, we'll direct you, right? I don't know. How, hey, yeah, I do be like,
0: what do you want me to say?
1: <laughs> and that's the whole thing, right? If you ask a question, usually they'll have a more pointed answer. And at the same time, I think video is special too. Um, Angel talked how we have different specialties, right? Mm-hmm. Angel, a creative savant in my eyes. Um, Filmmaker, director, actor, British pop star, (laughs) right? He's done the whole (laughs) survey.
0: He's got the whole menu.
1: (laughs) But when we talk about making a video, in the beginning, we talked about feedback and making videos, right? And uh, Angel would ask me in a prompt, like, how'd you hear about us? Or something like that. Very common feedback question for businesses. Yeah.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And I would just say, Facebook.
0: (laughs) Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> A little, hey Facebook, thumbs up, like good job, right? You I got like your pain. then when you watch back the video, all it says is Facebook thumbs up and you can't really context. You have no context, right? And so Angel Hope showed me like you should regurgitate the, the question. question and your answer because you don't know where the video will be played and whether someone's identifying the question,
0: right? Yeah. Yeah. So I got to ask this. So Angel, was this your original idea or was this Gercron's idea or did they just come together because of, sure. uh, yeah.
2: Yeah. I mean, uh, it was, a, we were both in the storytelling <laughs> space it's shared. Yeah.
1: And we just kind of hatched it out together. There's definitely no origin, right? I think I pitched a storytelling brand when I got on stage, but that's not prompt video, right? Prompt video no. is a concept Angel and I have debated amongst a lot of coffee and tequila
0: yeah. in, our, uh-huh. in the uh-huh. last six months.
1: <laughs> Every night it's a different debate and a different topic and a different item. Um, we have a variety of things we've talked about, right? Like, so logos, logos was another thing. I think uh, it started like you talk about relationships, right? Your first fight. I think, in my perspective, the logo was the first time we had a long time to not agree, right? It was our (laughs) like, oh, crap, like, um, we're going to have to figure this out. And it's not just a quick decision. I think everything else was really (laughs) quick. When we got to the logo, and we drew different Ps for prompt, and Angel likes certain ones, and I like certain ones. Mm -hmm. And we really valued, uh, we came up with this story of tilde. Right until this uh, day.
0: Okay, yes, I saw that. I love that story. Can you tell that, please? Yeah, Angel, go
1: for it.
2: Yes, so, and nobody knows the origin of this. It, this is as close to what I, I think, based on research, is that uh, we, we came across, we started talking about symbols and things that have representation, right? For instance, like I do news releases for public relations, and I've done that for my job in the past for others and I do that now in my creative agency and I remember first sharing with Gurk that the bottom of a press release uh, back in the day and actually some PR folks still do it is they put hashtags, three hashtags at the bottom of, of the the news release. Okay. I don't know if you've come across that.
0: I've never, never even noticed.
2: So Now you can go Google what is three hashtags at the bottom of a news release mean. Okay. Right. And it and it means the end. Uh so the hashtag is like also an X, which is like a three or, or no a ten, which three tens is thirty. Actually I think Rolling Rock uh, has some connection to publication. So like I think at the bottom <laughs> of Rolling Rock it'll, it'll have three, uh, it'll three have, hashtags. It, no, it'll say thirty. Okay.
3: There you go.
2: Something. So either it's a thirty or okay. it's three hashtags at the bottom of news releases to say that's the end of the news release. There's no more copy. So back it. when it was like fax machines, right, that were sending, that's the when news releases were transmitted. Yeah. Uh, or, or when it finally got electronically, it was you always had that 30 or the three hashtags to symbolize something. And from there, I think it came like when he was is like – Is there a
1: symbol that we can represent for ourselves for prompt video? And I was like, well, a tilde is like – Uh, saving space right it's a sound overall right it's a sound that would take you many characters yeah to write and so then, angel researched it and found this story and then expanded upon it
2: yeah yeah so it comes from portugal or or spain and and storytelling the original storytelling is like what we're doing it's it's conversational it's it's in in spanish dichos sayings right uh and so a saying that i grew up with is sana sana colita de rana oh my god yes i don't know if you've heard that
0: i I did i I use it
2: (laughs) (laughs) you know it's a it's a you know i don't know what it means to you but to me it's a blessing right like uh, you you hurt yourself and as a kid and your grandma does a blessing and says that right and, and i remember like where does that come from right and it comes from portugal or spain apparently uh, the oral storytelling. But back back in the day, in order to convey a story with some permanence, you had to uh, pay for ink and parchment. Okay? Right? And so the Tilde, its symbol came about where if it, it was a common dicho, a common saying, they would just put the first word, then the tilde symbol, and then the last word of that ditro of that saying, so that people still would could convey. They would, oh, that's that detail, that's that saying. So you didn't have to spend as much
1: on ink and parchment. Yeah, you wouldn't have to spend that much space got on it. the page.
0: People, it's almost like finish the sentence kind of thing. Is that? It's or, like the don't...
1: dot dot dot. It's yes. like okay, got it. Yes. Yeah. yeah. But it was it was saving time, right? Because no one has to write it. It's saving money because you're spending less ink. And you're still communicating. You're still conveying the, the heart of the story, and so right. that to us was like, all right, that that's that a, that's a symbol we can relate with, right? Yeah. And so then for a long time on the logo, we tried to put the tilde in the logo. Where can we sneak it in? Into the P, into the leg of the P, into the curl. <laughs> we tried, and yeah. then when we realized, we we're like, that that's meaningful story to us, right? Yeah. That's that's a value that internally to the company we can hold important. But externally to the company, the tilde is just tilde still,
0: right? Right. So then
1: we agreed that all right, let's find what symbol represents the company
2: and something that's relatable to people, like somewhat identifiable. People like new, but people like familiar. It's uh-huh. a it's a wicked balance. Yes. the The most uh most uh commonly seen word in advertising copy in the history of advertising is the word new. <laughs> No kidding. Yes, new, new people like new. But if you go and research, like because new, new,
0: new, new everything. Yeah, uh,
2: the history of design. All these designers that design (laughs) new, innovative things in the history of design. It's balancing something that's new with something that's familiar, and finding Mm. that sweet spot of balance where people go like, "Oh, that's new, but it's something that I can still wrap my brain and my heart and my spirit around." That's that's the magic.
0: Uh huh. That sounds like magic, actually. <laughs> new, but
1: <laughs> familiar. Yeah. Anytime you're making a new recipe, now, right?
0: Right. It's new <laughs> and then
1: something familiar.
0: No kidding. <laughs> I got I got to add cumin on everything because I'm Hispanic, right? So <laughs> that's funny. Oh my god. So it, so you so Angel, um, you've, you know you're directing. Your you've been you know basically you know learned a lot of. About everything, Mark getting creative. What is it about creativity that that you like?
2: Uh, well, one, I was I was just born this way. So, <laughs> uh, I I was the kid that would get bullied uh, for staring off into space as a kid into trees and called stupid or whatever because I. But what I was doing was paying attention to like the negative spaces in between the branches that made an interesting shape of an animal <laughs> or something. It's like, oh, look at that. And nobody else would see it, but me. Right. right. Um, but I do believe, uh, I, I believe there's a God and I believe that I'm not God. Uh, and I believe that if we're made in, in, in the higher powers image in some fashion, that the, God's the original artist and creator that we're co-creators in art. And we all have the ability to be creative and have creativity in us. Mm -hmm. I believe that some people, maybe it becomes, it comes to them more naturally. And for me, it's just the way my brain goes to first and processes. But I think that we all have a a toolbox that we can learn how to utilize the various tools that are in our, in our toolbox there. It's there, the tools already there. It's just a matter of practice and working with it. So I love. I love creativity. I, I just and I, I've learned that regardless of the of the medium, it's all it could all move. I started as a poet as a little kid and in third grade I taught myself guitar and writing songs and then played in church bands and and then later on um, I I got into uh, acting through um, a an independent film guy from uh peru who was in nashville that sort of like asked me to come out to an acting workshop and i just to help him out to fill the space or something and and uh, his name is yuri kunza so yuri here's a shout out to you shout and out to my, yuri uh, he a hispanic chamber of commerce there in nashville to this day he's awesome. a very influential uh, person but thanks to Yudi, i got into acting and commercial acting and And I don't know, I just, and I look at like what uh, coding, I look at what Gert does and to be able to do what he does, it takes creativity, Mm -hmm. right? To build Mm -hmm. something from nothing. All these startups, right? In crypto space, it takes creativity to be able to build something from nothing.
1: Yeah, I think, and creativity can mean many things, right? Mm -hmm. I think uh, when Angel and I met in December, and we started finally. I guess it'd been a week, and we're like, look, we're gonna have to build something. And I guess you can build video, but I'm gonna have to bite the bullet on that one and build tech. Uh-huh. But I told him, I didn't build an app in 10 years. 10 years ago, I started a startup called Yapster, which eventually became Riff um, at NYU. And I raised money and I coded and I learned to code from the interns I. Got and convinced to work for me, but after that journey, I encoded an iPhone app in I don't know eight and a half years. Oh and my so gosh. Talking to Angel, I'm like, all right, Angel, I'm gonna code <laughs> this, but I've done it in eight and a half years. Everything's changed. Like, be, yeah, be changed. I'd be mean, like, trust your partner because <laughs> I can't do that. <laughs> but I'm like, look here, you got your creativity. Let me use the creativity I have. To figure out how I'm going to learn this from scratch again. Right. And it almost felt like learning from scratch. Right. But I think encoding, it's about almost like you said, right? Taking the familiar and then taking something new and lining it up. Right. And we do this often when we learn new languages, right? When we learn okay. uh, verbally new languages, um, we know the language we know. Yes. And we convert it into a word we know in the new language and yeah, you map it. And then we map it and then we do it. And so it's yes. beginning that's what it's like, right? And you're like I don't know this word, but I know this word, right? And uh-huh. to some people that might not be creativity, but in coding it does come out, right? Like I don't know the right way to do this, but I know it will put the image on the phone <laughs> to make awesome. video. And you just learn to put the right blocks together to make a pretty picture, right? Yeah. And so right. I think Creativity shows up in different ways for different people. But I also think people understand creativity based on their community, right? So uh, what would be? I don't know. I don't know. I know you're a soccer player, but uh, football is the one. American football is the one I know better, right? Right, So in football, there are plays. uh, I'm a Kansas City Chiefs fan. And there are plays that they (laughs) run that are – creative people would look at them and be like Andy Reid which is the coach for the Kansas City Chiefs how did you come up with that
2: mm-hmm.
1: if you're not from the football community if you're not a Kansas City Chiefs fan be like it looks like football oh not look creative to me it just looks right. like
0: they're, playing. <laughs> they're playing yeah
1: so I think creativity and we say beauty's in the eye of the beholder right and there's that saying but it's comes from the fact that creativity is viewed from the person in that community, right? Someone that has to have similar perspective. And I think that's another one of our values, right? Is community. Yeah. When we create video, when we create our brands in general, when we talk about it, community is important. And I think creativity and community are tied. Yeah. And it's, there's a
2: lot of words in there, like creativity, community, storytelling, and all these different facets of it. And uh, I think, Part of when we started talking about like what I connected me to you when you were explaining what your thoughts were about storytelling and about making creativity better in storytelling is like what existed out there was content that was entertaining maybe, mm-hmm. uh, but it, it, it definitely didn't feel uh, purposeful. Uh, right. Sometimes it's just uh, – I don't know. It's mush
0: sometimes. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's no. stupid. No, I, there's there's yeah. just
1: – there's a lot of silly videos, right? Yeah, there, correct. Uh,
0: and videos, that's okay
1: sometimes. That's okay sometimes, right? I, I think communities today have been bonded, and I think TikTok and Instagram have proven community, and we talk about creativity, they're all formed on these funny, good music, good memes. art, nice filter videos. Yes. The problem is they're not telling any stories
0: usually. Right. Right?
1: It's a fun dance. Yeah it's a fun dance a good song but where's the story what am i learning what do i Mm -hmm. learn about you Mm -hmm. right and i think Mm -hmm. that was what's lacking and when angel and i are talking well maybe brands don't know what they need to say or what to say so they're like i'm gonna make a funny video because i can copy someone to do that yes i don't know what to do for an explainer video what do i tell them
0: How do I I say it? That's what I would ask. It's like, what do you want me to say? Like, if you want me to explain it, like I I wouldn't know what if I, I mean, I'm pretty creative and I can kind of come up with things on the spot, but that even for me makes it even harder because I want to make sure that it looks good for you too.
1: Yeah. And I think in the beginning, that's the realm we went. We did get that feedback and we took the angle of let's build an app to help businesses create better storytelling content.
0: Mm -hmm. And
1: I think the way i would summarize what happened from there is that stories are conversations like we're having today right and so it can't be a one explainer video because one explainer video isn't a conversation it's a one way street right, right and so right. we need and today we have the power of tech where we can make many videos as much videos as we want as many mm-hmm. videos as we want and so video has now become short term that conversation like we did, right? We had a conversation, I think, what, two days ago? and mm-hmm. uh, Three days ago, we talked about version 9, and now it's mm-hmm. version 12. Right. The conversation is stale. And so conversation has to go back and forth often. And stories are told in, through conversation. So we're like, okay, we need to build a platform that allows brands and their community to communicate consistently, right? Okay. And have a full conversation, not a one-way street. And so... That's caused a lot of change in our sure. app,
0: on been. the, sorry, yeah, on the community uh, tangent, is you know because community is both you know business and you know you can talk about any every everybody has a community right that they belong to. Uh, one of the ones that I belong to is my family, and y'all too. You know, yeah. is it is is there someone in your life that provided that you know inspiration that kind of gave you a little bit of guidance into that?
2: go for, it for yeah harder. well um, yeah that's a good uh, that's a good question for me it's it's uh, my my inspirations uh, started with my grandfather on my father's side who I was uh, I I was I was lucky enough to be raised uh, by by my mom and dad and have my sister Claudia uh, by my side in Brownsville Texas getting into trouble but uh, I, I, was, I was blessed to have um, a, one set of grandparents that helped raise us. And in particular, my grandfather was a larger-than-life figure for me. He was a very charismatic uh, really? businessman um, and a community leader, um, always very well-dressed, very well-spoken, spoke perfect English and perfect Spanish, and was, on, was an entrepreneur. He... Uh, he started a fencing company called martinez fence that put five kids through school and
0: oh my gosh um,
2: so i i just really looked up to him and i remember when i was either sick from school or on the weekends and i had the opportunity to go spend time over at my my grandfather's house off of garfield street in downtown brownsville he would take me to to do sales calls he would go canvassing na- uh, neighborhoods in a full no suit with with a uh, with a hat and his briefcase, you said and you were six. He walking with him down, he would park in a neighborhood and he would just walk the streets. And he would see somebody that didn't have a fence, and he would just go <laughs> knock on the door and introduce himself and ask open ended questions about you know safety of kids. You know, are you concerned that you know the cars going by real fast? Like, it was just so neat to see his pro his sales funnel.
0: His old school sales. No role. kidding, huh?
2: Uh, it just inspired me, and I was I was wanted to be like him. And as I've gotten older, I, I've come to have uh, a lot more respect for my father, who has has taken a lot of the the dichos mm-hmm. from My grandfather, that I had forgotten sometimes, and in times that I have struggled and gone through challenge, he would uh, he would say a dicho that my grandfather would say to him that he would say to me. Like, no te fijas en el paso que has hecho, pero el paso que vas a hacer.
0: Oh, wow. That's that's like,
2: that's don't good. look at the steps yeah. you just came from, but look at the steps you're about to make. Aha. Right? Look forward. Like, look don't
1: forward. look back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think a lot of that has actually even transferred to your kids, right? Yeah, yeah. I yeah. think that's admirable, right? Uh, entrepreneurs, we talk about community, and you talk about how community is family as well, but I think uh just from an outside perspective right looking at angel's family and meeting angel's family his whole family's entrepreneurial really
0: bottom top <laughs> no kidding huh
1: right mm, yeah i don't know uh if you want to go through that breakdown but <laughs> each of your kids
2: yeah they're they're in they're definitely independent thinking uh all three of them have their own purpose in life uh the the of i have three boys so the youngest one is probably the one that's has found success as an entrepreneur after failing uh he like he started a business called classic candy when he was like in middle school and he <laughs> no would just way, make it, take him to sam's and buy like bags of chips and like you know in bulk. C- candy in bulk and then he would t- he would split it apart in little zip bags and sell it to kids <laughs>
0: out of his backpack. <laughs> oh, that is just awesome! Then he runs. He's a
2: sneakerhead now, and our uh, the fourth bedroom in our house is now like full of shoes. Oh, no he, kidding! He, he sells uh, collectible shoes. Buys and sells collectible shoes. And uh, last year, he said he made double what my wife did when she was a teacher. Oh
0: my gosh!
2: So, and, and that was when he was. 17, so he's 18 now, and he's on track to double that, which is Uh, crazy.
1: Just you know, I mean, like a full income off of that, but uh, I—he's a hustler, man, for sure. I
0: sounds like it, like yeah, sneakerheads have to be hustlers. You gotta find the best ones. You gotta
1: find—they're—they're all like that, right? When you're in an environment (sighs) where you can watch, I guess at that point, you're you're taking leaps and risks to create business to create. Um, change and cause some waves and create companies, then it's only going to happen that the little kid that's growing up is going to be like, man, I can take a leap. Right. right. I can take, I can start a company. Right. And I think Uh, my dad's done that. My dad started many companies growing up and then uh, my uncle has started many companies and his father, uh, my cousin's grandfather, I think are the people that I've watched them start businesses successful, not successful, it doesn't really matter, right? It's the Mm -hmm. value of they're taking risks all the time every couple of years on a new business. And you're like, what am I doing with my life, right? (laughs) Yeah. And I think that same way of looking at someone in your family take risk all the time allowed me to ask my parents for money and start DJing in high school and then DJing in college, right? You
0: DJed in high school?
1: I DJed in high school.
0: I didn't know this.
1: Junior and senior. Yeah, I mean, we went to high school together, so. I know, I
0: didn't know this. I know you did Organer Gold. I didn't know you DJed as well.
1: I DJed for the... (laughs) Well, so I DJed for myself for a long time, and uh, someone that was turning 16, so a sophomore, asked me to DJ for her house party. And I didn't realize that if you DJ for a girl turning 16... All the girls showing up to that party are also turning 16, right? So I mean, that's where we were talking on our call, but like, I didn't understand the concept of sales funnels and the concept of marketing back then. Mm -hmm. When, When I did, when I do learn about that from either Angel or just now learning through the material we have, I realized that I did it. I don't know how I did it, got lucky, mm-hmm. but that's mm-hmm. how that worked. Right. I DJed my first sweet 16 and then got another 10 sweet 16s off of that one sweet 16. My gosh. <laughs> and so that's how that worked. But uh, it's, it's that community and family and growing in an environment where people are taking risk that I do think allows you and inspires you to be like, all right, I could go get a job and I will at some point, I'm sure I can only have that <laughs> option but what do I have to lose right now? Right. 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 Even today we were at lunch with, um, hopefully an investor. We'll see. Right. And we <laughs> talked about, uh, taking leaps. Right. And when you take leaps, there are two ways. I believe there's, I'm on a stable platform and I take a leap or I'm on a wobbly platform and I take a leap. And if you're on a stable platform, what that allows you to do is look left, look right, look straight, look back, see where you should jump,
0: uh-huh. right? Look
1: before you leave, as they say, uh-huh. right? But if it's wobbly, you don't have time. You got to go. Look and leap. Yeah. Right? And I think that's the difference that I guess I was lucky enough to grow up in a stable family and I had the time to, do I want to DJ? Do I not want to DJ? Do I want to do coffee? Not want to do coffee, <laughs> right? You get those chances in a stable background. I would imagine that probably contributed to why a lot of Angels sons are so entrepreneurial, right? They provided that stable background and that inspiration to take risks and be entrepreneurial. And they got to figure out what makes them tick.
0: Right to be around. Yeah. And and with and with Angel, you and what was your first experience as an entrepreneur? I'm curious about that. Yeah. Uh, i met mean, your roommate, right? Is that the one? I, the one with the roommate? I, I don't know. I
2: think I, I've always <laughs> – my mom tells me stories because I've always had an entrepreneurial bug.
0: Yeah. Uh,
2: you know, I would take – I think as a kid, my mom tells stories, which is funny because Ben did the same thing. But I would uh, – Ben, when he was a kid, he has like this little uh, – we still have it. This little bench like, that he would sit on that his grandpa – on my wife's side, made for him. And okay. he would take a marker and he would put lot lines to create these little spaces on the, the bench and then put 50 cents, uh, 25 cents, $1. <laughs> and then he would take his toys, like his little super soldier toy, or like I can't remember, a he, uh, hero during 9 11, uh, the hero series. Or and he would like, set them down at different price points during garage sales we would have. And I remember telling my mom that. And she was like, you know, you used to do that when you were a kid.
0: No way.
2: (laughs) So it was garage sales. And then I think the first time I I, I felt entrepreneurial was uh, I convinced my parents to start a uh, a, a fireworks to to manage a fireworks stand. And we sold fireworks. Right. I think
0: that (laughs) you convinced your parents to do that.
2: Yeah, yeah, you
0: sold them on the idea.
2: Yeah,
3: it's like, hey,
0: we're just like kidding. <laughs>
3: oh,
0: that <is> awesome, <laughs> That's awesome. That's a good I, business uh, on Fourth of July, especially. It's rolling around. Yeah, <laughs> we'll let it go.
2: Yeah, and I guess my, my first, I guess, big commitment of leaving, let's say, corporate America would be real estate. I got my real estate license and got a partner with in real estate, and we, mm-hmm. we grew a small boutique real estate company in Knoxville, Tennessee, to, to with about ten agents and did that for about a year and a half to two. And, okay. Uh, it was a lot of fun, learned a lot. And that's probably the thing that was probably the most impactful for my kids to see uh, uh, me going through that and
0: buying some
2: land and, and, and renovating an office space for us to work
0: out of and uh, taking on an investor. And, it's a good, it's, good yeah, it's yeah, a it good great. example. Yeah. It's a good example.
2: And, and you know, that that's a life lesson that worked until it didn't work. And, uh, <laughs> and makes repeat.
3: Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: Most yeah, people don't repeat.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: so I, I, there's, a, there's an old joke There's something about, you know, there's ships and then there's partnerships and sometimes neither one of them, neither one of them float.
0: <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually, that's real. That makes sense.
2: So there was a point where our partnership (laughs) didn't float no more, like a broken boat vessel. And so, you know, lessons learned. I went back to corporate America. uh, And then I tried again uh, as a consultant. Actually, that's where I got my raising funds i yeah. was a consultant to some startups and raised raised some funds for that for a couple startups. tell me
0: about tell me a little bit about that world because i am uh you know i've, I've been watching you know the peak would be as an entrepreneur to be an angel investor what is that world like that's a crazy world.
2: i don't, I don't know I, I i that was uh so i was a casualty of the financial collapse is what kind of got me into that so i'm a marketing major with a minor in finance and when I graduated, it was the tail end of a recession, uh, which is the the, the early 2008? 90s. Mid oh, 90s.
0: early 90s. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And
2: so I, instead of getting into marketing and being a madman and, and doing advertising, which is what I wanted to do, <laughs> I ended up go, using my finance degree and became a banker and was a sports entertainment banker uh, in the national market uh, and then moved sports to- Sports
0: entertainment.
2: Yeah. I used to bank professional athletes. um, and and when you say meet- bank.
0: I don't. You're, I'm thinking like you were their agent.
2: No, no, no. Oh, okay. So when you have when you have a lot of money, okay. Instead of just going and doing banking, uh, where you walk into a, a branch
3: mm-hmm. or
2: you have to call the customer service line or whatever, <laughs> you get assigned a banker.
0: Got and it. And a banker
2: okay. has a group of rich people that they basically, uh, you know, help support. They, I used to call myself the quarterback of their relationship.
0: Oh, that is amazing! <laughs> they the love financial it. relationship.
2: I would love it.
3: Yeah. Their, <laughs> uh,
2: yeah. So, so uh, the first one of my first clients was uh, Patsy Cline's surviving husband, Charlie Dick. So, Patsy Klein's is as uh, is a country music legend uh, that uh, most known for the singing the song "Crazy," "Crazy," "Crazy <laughs> for Me." So, anyway, yeah, 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 yeah. But um, yeah, it was really cool. It was it was cool to uh, to go through that. But my my experience of, of uh, angel inv- or consulting in that space <laughs> was I it was I didn't know what I was doing. I, I just saw some of this through the eyes of my rich clients, of them making investments and stuff, and learned mm-hmm. it that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then helping, uh, I just introduced some people that had money to people startups that needed money. I was like, hey, here, here, and then get a percentage of that. Um, you know, as a consultant, so no that kidding. was my experience. I,
1: don't I think, know, I, yeah. Actually, I don't right even so. know what uh, I, that's the way I, it, it worked, worked for me. It, that's a mean, cool experience <laughs> for me, right? Like, I yeah. think uh, I think I raised over 120k, something like that. Nice. But you you raise it like five, ten, fifteen k at a time, right? And I think for those twelve to eighteen months, it's almost like a ticking clock. Right. You have Mm -hmm. your interns and employees that show up to work every day and you're like, if I don't find 10K, they can't pay their rent. Right. Like it's it's a ticking time and you have to invest into it, which is odd. Right. And you're trying to get investors, but now you have to invest time to get investors. The problem Mm -hmm. with that is that's time you're not investing in product.
2: Yeah. Right. Right.
1: And so. What it's like is every day you wake up in a perfect world and you have a product and you're getting to be data-driven and problem-driven and you're seeing what's happening on your platform. You're like, I should do this and I should do that. But then you also need the money. And if you don't have the money, you can't solve the data-driven and business problem. Right. So then you're always defaulting to going and fundraising. And what that means is going to the local coffee shop and then emailing this angel investor and that angel investor and making a pitch deck and sending the pitch deck and then going to like 20 coffees and getting nothing. And then sometimes you go back to back and you get funds and you don't know. So you can never say no, right? You can never say, sorry, next time. You just like, Hey, maybe this time. And so you keep going and that's how it was. You go to all these coffee shops and their houses and, they're like, this is what I think the company's going to be worth. This is what it is. And you got to sell them the dream. And then from there, I think it's just rich people lottery tickets, right? I, mm-hmm. I don't think there's enough someone can tell you about their idea or their company yeah. to tell you the full story, right? Because it would take so much time.
0: Correct. Yeah. So
1: from an angel investor perspective, I think, I guess where we're going and where we've talked about is keeping it simple right angel investors ideally usually care about just the finance right mm-hmm. and Bottom if you line. want the story the story's online the stories right. on the website right. let's just talk finance if you give us this this is what we're gonna do with it and this is why we think that will make us successful for x y and z and i think that's how this time we're approaching it and i think uh Hopefully that allows us to be quicker on the uh, yeah. on the fundraising, and then allows us to focus more on product. But I well, think that's what happened.
0: Yeah, well, it sounds like y'all have like a symbiotic partnership. Like y'all help each other out, and y'all kind of support. I mean, I've even saw y'all like kind of you know bicker a little bit about you know what we we're talking about earlier. And it, it's honestly, I think that's how the best partnerships are built. And well, uh, uh-huh. partnerships are based off. I would think those two things, right? So
1: trust, investment of time, money, whatever, investment, and then the last is value, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I have the trust that Angel's not just going to disappear from the country tomorrow, right? Yeah. I have that trust. And then Angel and I both commit time and money, every almost everything we have, right? So the product mm-hmm. and the company. So we have that trust, and then the last part is values, right? I mean, we like the bicker, but at the mm-hmm. same time, if your values don't align, that bicker will never end, right? You'll right. we'll never be able to be on the same page. Yeah. So I think you need those three things to make sure that you can you can function, right? People want mm-hmm. to trust that you're going to be there and you're invested. Right,
0: right, and right. Then- you're not going to just leave and disappear with the money and what. You money, her, no money. Sure. just
1: disappearing sucks right <laughs> yeah. yeah that was important to me i yeah. think when angel and i talked i was like look i did this by myself once right and yeah it's crazy it's a crazy life yeah. right you can't take a day off because the company depends on it but Correct. when there's two i think angel got covid during this time yeah. and you got covid <laughs> i didn't get covid during this time but i need to work money. right coding right. 12 15 hours you can only do that so long right and so I can take a day. Well, you and be said like- coding.
0: Yes. Did you say COVID or coding? Coding. Coding. Oh, I he thought you said you got I COVID. Code. Yeah, but <laughs> I, I,
2: after being boosted and everything, and avoiding uh, COVID and masking up, I ended up getting COVID. I guess the Omicron. And he couldn't be functional for a couple of days, right? Yeah. But, okay. But I still think I had lingering kind of like stuff from it.
1: <laughs> it's hard, but when you're a single founder, your business tanks almost. If you get COVID or you're sick for or out for a couple of days. Mm-hmm. I yeah. think the part that works for us is that we can take a day like, hey, partner, today, I'm either not feeling it. I got the situation I need to take care of. Yeah. I need a day. Right. right. I need you to continue on with business.
2: Moving something forward.
1: Moving something forward and growing. But I need the day. Mm-hmm. And we, we learned that we can do that when there are two people that are invested as much as we are. And I think that's why that works, that hopefully we're not burning out that way, right? We're able mm-hmm. to keep the same passion and keep the same time because when something important comes up, we are able to step away and still grow the company at the same time. Right. I think that's, okay. that's the part that works yeah, that's and that's cute. that trust, right? That right? Even if I'm not there, I know how Angel's going to make the decisions on the same value. So I'm not going to come back to like a whole new logo that... And kind of, you know like creativity
0: gotta deal the above the p yeah.
2: <laughs> we're, we're a good fit we're a good fit and I think also uh when we're talking about angel how an angel investing and all that stuff works my understanding what I've seen uh is and and we're not angel investors but you know I we, oh, yeah. we, we are familiar in research and stuff is right it's all about fit too uh, mm-hmm. those folks out there that have money that are looking to make an investment they understand that nine out of 10 times the investment they make is going to fail and not have any return, but they're hoping that that one investment out of 10 covers the rest rest and they make Mm -hmm. a return and it's purposeful for them and they get something out of it also. Uh, And so uh, I think they, if they've gotten burned on some investments, let's say investing in movies and they're like, I'll never invest in movies. And if someone comes to them and says, Hey, I have a movie I want you to invest in, they're like, No way. Oh, no. Not. Yeah. Like, That's not my appetite. But somebody right. else might be down for that. Like they're like, I'm looking to invest in a movie. That's about whatever.
0: So that, sorry. So that would be kind of, uh huh. So that would be what happens kind of like in Shark Tank, huh? That's why they say, Yeah, I'm out. I'm
2: out. Like I, this, I don't know anything about this space. Uh-huh. so, like you for us, me we, you. we have to find investors that we're looking for strategic investors uh-huh. right that that have an appetite for marketing technology and the space we're in and have some level of understanding for what we're about and have a values connection
1: and right and that goes to community again, right? It's about sharing those values, right uh, I think we are building community, right? Whether from this podcast, mm-hmm. whether from the friends and family we have, or the event tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Everywhere we do go, it does seem we attract a couple new people that are like, I don't know if I'm going to be helpful. I don't know if I can invest. I don't know if I'm the right fit. Mm-hmm. But I just want to pay attention to your story. I'm going to follow your story. Yeah. And if you say something or need something, you give a shout and we'll figure out if we can make it work, right? And that's right. that's community, yeah, right. And that's technically what we hope incentivizes prompt video to work is that there are all these people that are following your story and asking you questions, and that one question that they need help for somehow speaks to you, and you're like, I want to send them a video about this topic, right? I want to mm-hmm. answer this question. Mm-hmm. And so community is super important, and I think we've all it is learned, super important. We we learn by traveling too, right? So. Angel and I have gone now to Dallas, Houston, San Antonio, and we're in Austin, right? So currently we're in Austin. So (laughs) we've been hitting all the, I guess, Angel, it's a Texas manifesto. Texas (laughs) startup (laughs) manifesto.
2: (laughs) 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 Saying that we're all a big tribe of folks that are being innovative, trying to solve problems that are starting up in all these communities. And we're all within a day's drive of each other.
1: And we believe that if we actually tackle each of these cities, that we will attain mass enough to be a successful startup, right? And that's what we believe in. But I also think that community is so tightly knit to Texas, right? So I have a friend, Carlin, which shout out to Carlin. Uh, Shout out Carlin. (laughs) Fayetteville, Arkansas, and her dog, Brody. Hey. I guess the more you talk about community and the more you talk about your product, the more people come back and talk to you. Right. And so I was talking to her last week and she was like, Hey, I went to a startup crawl for one of the first times. And uh, this is what I saw. And we got to talk about the startup she's seen and the organization she was a part of. And then she was like, you guys can come here. And I'm like, yeah, maybe next year we can. Right. And that's like, that's community connecting you to a whole new environment. Maybe Angel and I just did Dallas, Austin, San Antonio, and Houston, mm-hmm. but now mm-hmm. we can do Fayetteville too, right? Like, right, right. Also an option now, right? And the only way that works is people extending their hand, the same way you did to to right. us, right? Right, right, right. Like, it's not like you're always searching for the next thing or the next person to talk to. Sometimes they come to you. Yeah, and right. you need to take that risk. And that's right, how it works, right. right? So you took a risk to message me. 100%. about the podcast, but at the same time, I've been listening and liking your podcast stuff. So I knew I wanted to be on the radar, but like, that's how it works. Yeah. Is, right, right, right. right people right. questions, send people answers. If they don't want to answer, they're not going to answer. But it's right. not like you didn't have an answer today. <laughs> it's not right, like you lost right. anything, right? right? You didn't have an answer today, but you might get an answer, which makes it all the more worth it.
0: Right. And, and right. It, you know, speaking on the podcast, I mean, I've, I've had more of like, you know, I ask people and I try to keep it open ended with them. Cause I don't want to just shut them off. Cause it's like, you know, I'm growing and stuff like that. I want to make, you know, I'm not, you know, I'm not, no, I'm starting this. This is a startup. I guess you could call this a startup. Yeah, you know, it so is. <laughs> so uh, thank you guys for being here and then supporting this for me actually. No problem. Yeah. So, you know, it, and it's, you know, I, I, I brought up the partnerships earlier because you, we, you guys mentioned uh, two big companies yesterday that y'all brands that y'all wanted to talk about. And, and I wanted to know a little bit, cause I'm curious uh, of what it is that you do with them. Or yeah, what, how did I they mean, work with you? The you can
1: take from there. Yeah. Um, so I guess one of the ones I came to Austin because I started working for Whole Foods. Right. And I think we talk a lot about brand and values. Whole Foods has a lot of good values, right? They believe in helping people. They believe in organic food, right? And sustainability. And they believe in transparency in the store. A lot of Mm -hmm. their color coding in the store is to help customers understand what's on the shelf and
0: stuff like that. I didn't know that. I don't go to Whole Foods. I should. Hey,
1: it's an experience, right? I think uh, before COVID, you could, they, at least the one in Austin, the headquarters has, a wine tab and beer tab, and you can hold a glass while you shop. It's a good ambiance. It's fun.
0: Oh, that's awesome. Yeah.
1: It's a fun experience, but I think it, it goes to, all right, I wanted to work for that kind of company, right? Like, I don't know what they're doing, but I know I want to work for some company that believes in that. Then you talk to them and you figure out, oh, they're trying to bring technology into the store. Right. I think one of the products they first talked to me about was they wanted to do uh. Facial recognition when when um, customers walked in the store, so that they you don't have to use your credit card. You can walk in, pick something out, scan it, and walk out.
0: Okay. Oh, because right. Whole Foods is owned by Amazon. Yes. From, uh, yeah.
1: Yeah. Okay. Got and, it. So that's okay. where that went, right? And so I think Amazon bought Whole Foods, and I I think they went through a couple of years of understanding who Whole Foods is, how do they make uh-huh. tech, and Understanding who's on the team, and then the year I joined, they started to shift. They were like, "Look, Whole Foods, you're Whole Foods, but now you need to become Whole Foods Amazon, right? Or Amazon okay. Whole Foods." And uh-huh. so, a lot of Amazonian practices were being transferred to Whole Foods, and I guess I I got to see that culture struggle. Right, this really? homegrown Whole Foods is from Austin. Uh-huh. It has an Austin vibe to it. Almost like hippie
0: culture, right? Right, like, yeah. Like California, all, I was going to say. Yeah, like, it's relaxed, yeah.
1: it's organic. Right. And then you're coming in with this Amazon, which is very data-driven, product-driven.
0: Uh-huh. Uh-huh.
1: And they're like, what do the numbers say? And right. And Foods is like, we're happy. That's what the numbers say, right? <laughs> yeah.
0: And they're like, well, that's not
1: what we think the numbers say, right? And that battle. And I think that's unique to our perspectives of working with different brands. Um, Sprint, Cox Auto, Motive, and in this case Whole Foods, is that you through experiences with working with larger brands, you understand where you're gonna have to go, which is understanding people, merging these communities of people that think very differently, mm-hmm, uh-huh, uh-huh. and how you're gonna have that conversation and how awkward that conversation is, <laughs> right? And saying, like, I don't care if you're happy, I want I want numbers, right? And, Right. I think that's where that conversation goes, is that in the beginning, I started my first startup when I was 18, 19, 19? Yes. Right? Around, I would be yeah. like, why that do people awesome. even work? Like, what, what's the point of a job? <laughs> man? Like, don't start right. a company, Why do you right? get a job? Right. Yeah. Like, I used to think like that. Like, right. What are you gaining from a job? You could just start a company. And then right. I think the last 10 years or so, or eight and a half years, I started to experience Things through the larger brands that I'm like, all right. If I didn't have this experience, I wouldn't know what I wanted different, right? Or how to when we do hopefully grow through the three Billy Club, right? The three billion club. Uh-huh. Um, what do you want to do differently, right? How how do you how do you challenge culture differently
2: in that situation, or what's the culture we want to create? Yeah. What's- in this company.
1: And how, how do you do that when there's only two people? And then how do you do that when there's many are Amazon Thousands. version of people? Right. And yeah. I think Angel, you've had your own experience of working with the Boy Scouts of America and a variety of brands.
2: Yeah. I mean, banking, I, I, one of my first sort of big, big, when I got into that, the whole sports entertainment got exposed to that uh, was uh, it, it started as Nations Bank in Fort Worth, Texas and became Bank of America. And I was with that brand for seven years. And I remember one of my mentors, Doswell Brown, um, uh, you know, having to call me when I was working out my market segmentation strategy. Which, uh, as a marketer, I, I believe in market segmentation. And the way I I learned it and the way I still use it today is you segment relationships and tribes and people that you're engaging with in first and two spaces, the people that get it and the people that don't get it. And so in banking, uh, people that, there there was a lady that, that pulled up to my bank that needed servicing, right? That pulled up in a jag and like nice fur coats and like she's like PhD and she's very refined, but she has no idea what a home equity line of credit is or what an investment is. Because her mm-hmm. husband all covered all that, right? right? So she's sophisticated, but she doesn't get like her husband passed away. And so she's now in charge of having to do finance. So she right. doesn't get it,
3: right? right?
2: So I put her into that category because I'm going to have to educate in this process for the sales cycle, right? But now I have to subsegment: does she value me or does she not value me? okay. And if she doesn't value me and doesn't get it, those are the clients that I would fire. Because they're
0: poison to, to the Wait, wait. So you said if she values okay, wait a If she gets it and doesn't value you, no, if she doesn't get it, if she doesn't, doesn't get it
2: and she doesn't value
0: me. Okay, yeah, that's like a that's an easy yeah. that's okay. an easy
2: and so I remember okay. having to do that getting to the point where I I applied that to my book of business I was growing and I would start Firing clients? That
0: no way. How does that go? <laughs>
2: well, you get a call from your boss, Doswell Brown, and says, "Angel, did you just fire a
3: customer?" <laughs> I was
2: like, uh, "What did you hear?" <laughs> I was like, "I gave them a list of competitor banks they can go to." <laughs> I
0: was like, "That is awesome." Yeah,
2: I was like, put- and that's the other cool thing about the tech side of things because it was it was neat." To see a brand develop, their they had a proprietary uh, client uh, relationship management platform, yeah, and it was
1: called CMS.
2: A CMS that CMS. would okay. would would show uh, a banker, in this case, my book of business. And as I would grow it, they would say, "Angel, like twenty percent of your clients uh, <laughs> are in a certificate of deposits that are uh, losing money." Uh-huh. And what I would do as part of my strategy is that I would, um, I would give them bumps on their certificate deposits, give them a higher rate. I had like uh, the ability to do that flexibility. I
0: didn't. Okay, okay. But I would That's do that
2: to entice a sale on another product that was a higher margin product, like uh, charging fees if they moved over their investments to right. to Bank of America. Uh, okay. And so, you know, things like that. But the system. I'm trying
0: to follow the best that I can.
2: Yeah,
1: it's, all, it's selling good stuff. Products, right? <laughs> yeah. So right. it's selling two products. One, you don't have a high margin profit, and the other one you do. Yeah. Right? The cost, right.
2: the cost for the bank to to carry that product is this, and and they were paying interest that was high higher than what the like
1: it, it didn't make sense. You were upside down. Okay, got it.
0: Got it. Got it. Got it. I okay, can't so got it. it. They, they were losing it. money. Okay. The
1: goal is to get as many fees from and yeah. Yeah. Fees from the customer, right? But their their technology couldn't track all that as sort of like an
2: overarching, uh, uh, what do you call it? A blanket, a relationship profitability,
1: profitability, right? It's almost like if a car company gave you uh, floor mats for free, but they charge you an extra five grand on the car. Does it really oh, matter?
0: Yeah. No, it doesn't. <laughs> That's what it Angel, doesn't matter, you know, it's right? like
1: squishing a balloon. The balloon, there's a balloon, right? The little uh, they would look and they would say, Angel, yeah. you're giving away like 45 free products. You're, you're losing among- money on this client.
2: I was like, yeah, but this client is married to this billionaire, and that person has money over here. And I'm in talks of moving that relationship. So I'm making relationship here. To be able to get this relationship over here, yeah,
1: I'm making oh money on God. this. So stop caring about the 45 yeah, weather, so, man. So, right. all I'm, in a billion, a <laughs> I'm making money on the car that offsets that. But right.
2: eventually, like t- technology caught up to where they could they could look at the profitability of every single customer and their household
1: and uh, track huh. right. And that experience in a brand is different, right? Because I mean, it goes to the same struggle, right? It, it's the Measuring success, right? As tech ca- it comes up, doesn't matter what brand, banking or Whole yeah, Foods. It's all problem solving. Everyone needs to measure their success, right? Yeah. So Amazon's like, hey, Whole Foods, I, we started to gain enough technology to measure you, and you're down in this category, this category, this category. Please fix it.
0: And they're all like, right. You're, You're happy. Uh, You've got to start measuring,
1: right? And oh same gosh. thing in banking. Yeah, there's many. They weren't measuring in the beginning. They weren't, they didn't have the technology to measure what all the bankers were doing. And then once they got it, yeah, they had to make changes and be disruptive. Yeah, exactly. And so that's, that's a whole new experience, right? How
0: technology oh. changes different industries, different brands, uh, different experiences. And so you touched on, Okay, so this person has money, and then this person has way more money. Have uh, you were talking a little bit yesterday? You're doing some documentaries, also, Angel, on uh, billionaires. No,
2: no. I part of my past experience, okay, uh, mostly so. with the with the Boy Scouts of America. They they run a uh, a leadership recognition program in San Antonio called the Good Scout Luncheon, and every year they honor a a leader in the community. That's Typically, a uh, you know, a uh, uh, somebody of of stature yeah. mm-hmm. uh, that uh, you know, a lot of times comes with when you have success, money, right? Yeah. Right. So I was privileged to be able to interview um, a number of people uh, for the scouts, and and that it was really cool. Uh, I feel like I've been interviewing wealthy people as a banker for years. I just never, right? You know, I didn't.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I yeah, yeah. The camera in my eyes. Yeah,
2: yeah. Um, <laughs> but I never used but real yeah, but to use real cameras to 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 mic up, um, uh, like Mr. Najum, Harvey Najum is a is a gentleman in San Antonio that's of 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 stature that was honored. Uh, also, uh, Peter Holt the Mays family, there's a bunch of folks in that community that I had the privilege of being able to f- photograph and or interview documentary style. Okay, Scouts. And the cool thing that I discovered uh, when I was doing that was, some, you know, a lot of these folks, they didn't know who I was initially, maybe, right. But the power of a film director to be able to tell somebody of stature, okay, you're going to sit here. Oh, you need to remove this jewelry because it jangles and I can hear it in the mic. Or, you know, uh, I'm going to ask you these questions, please, you know, and they, and they would follow the direction.
1: Right. A weird right. power dynamic, right? It's I a mean, weird
2: power uh, dynamic. These are folks, uh, right? You no, know, like. Uh, Better used to telling people what to do. Telling people what to Correct. do. Correct. Right? And, and you don't, don't
3: like
1: to <laughs> when be. When you
0: have stature, you have power. And you have power, you can tell people what to do. Yeah. <laughs> and so.
1: But it was power by. Uh, association of the situation, right? Yeah. okay, the okay. Power. They might
0: tell- no, no, people, no, no, I, I, I don't mean power cynically. I'm sorry. I, no, I mean no, no. Power they, like, yeah, no, 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 no.
1: But like, uh, it's not the, so if it was financial, maybe they would have power, right? Or if it's whatever their business yeah. is, mm-hmm. they would have power. But because it came yeah. to camera and documentary, something they're not- Which is what
0: Angel at. knew,
1: yeah. Yeah, something they're not an expert at. Right. They had to submit that power-
0: Agent, right.
1: Like, I don't know where Correct. to go. I don't know what to do. I know right. the answers to all these other things in life that uh-huh. I'm the most powerful person in the world to do. But yeah. in this specific situation, I am less powerful to you. And that's a that's interesting. It's a
0: weird. No, it is weird. I'm sure it's weird. Yeah. And <laughs> odd, all sense. of
1: those experiences go into where we are now with prompting, uh-huh. you know, understanding how to talk to people. How people that receive a prompt are going to be in different walks of life, right? Everyone you send a prompt to, um, I want you to answer this question, this question, and this question. They might not be the same life. They might not be in the same place, right? And they're all going to be answering the same exact question through video, Mm -hmm. directing all these people from different walks of life and different places. But somehow our community, something's joining them to be
0: community. Correct. I mean, it drew me to you guys uh, cause I saw, I've always seen, I've always seen Grokron, I've, obviously I've just met Angel, but I've always yeah. seen her Grokron working at space. And then I've always seen him hanging out with people, congressmen, I don't know who, and, uh, <laughs> it's, and it's just awesome. And I'm just like, man, I, I want to do that too, you I mean, know? So it, I do think anyone can almost do anything these days, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. It,
1: it, information is free these days. Right? Mm-hmm. I mean, people monetize and create businesses off information. Correct. But for the most part, if you Google enough or you YouTube enough, you can find out answers to almost anything. Right. You can
2: reach almost anybody for anything yeah. and just with a specific ask. If you have a specific ask yeah. and try to find a right fit, I mean, you can reach anybody.
1: Yeah, I think. Uh, and I learned that amongst us. Right. So. Angel is very specific when he makes LinkedIn requests, right? Yeah, Mm -hmm. He's like, hey, I'm going to make this long message. I'm going to ask someone to connect with me on LinkedIn. And it works a lot. Yeah. But at the same time, I did also find out if I just request certain people, they just say yes anyways.
0: Correct. Yeah.
1: Right? And so then I think oftentimes for – I've started adding like news reporters. I've started adding – investors and VCs mm-hmm. and I'm just requesting, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, I know mm-hmm. I'm not ready. We're not ready to send a pitch deck for that kind of stuff yet, but when we're ready,
0: uh-huh. I already have the a line there. of
1: communication to you.
0: It's an that's, open channel now. I'm not going to lie to you. That's exactly what I did with LinkedIn too. There yeah. you go. And, and Like the exact exactly same thing, right. especially with Dallas, like the whole area. Cause I'm like, okay, these people are allowing people to connect with professionals they care about their, you know, the image and want to make sure they look good. So I'm like, okay. And they're all in Dallas. And so there's like a little request thing. It's like people from Dallas. And I just got, okay, click, 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 click. Because I want to meet by as many people here. I think off I the can. same thing we've learned while traveling, there's, um,
1: I mean, people say this in dating and everything, but the more times you see someone, the more likely you are to say, okay, right? Right, and right. Angel and I, like we were saying, have been doing the Texas Manifesto, so we've been going to Dallas <laughs> and... Houston and San Antonio and even Austin events, we've probably been to all the startup events and we're, we're trying to go as much as we can. Right. And a lot of those people are mixed. Like everyone knows everyone somehow. Right. I think Austin mm-hmm. has a Friday every Friday. They have a startup happy hour at central machine works. Uh-huh. Um, and that's awesome. It's off of meetup. Anyone can join, anyone could show up. And then Dallas, we went to Capital Factory, launched an opening for their Capital Factory in Dallas, in Houston. In the ION, they have a cup of Joey. Every and, Friday morning. Every Friday morning. And all these oh entrepreneurs, my gosh. investors. And, you, um, and these
0: are the same people that kind of hang out in the same they – they're usually they're not, the same ones? They're, they're in the they're,
1: same industry per se. They're uh-huh, all in uh-huh. startup world. Uh-huh. They're all very different. They're lawyers. They're investors. They're realtors. Yeah. There's all these people. But there are all these events that are free. That are accessible. That if mm-hmm. you request on LinkedIn, the right people, they they would have posted about, yeah, and you would have found out about, and you could have gone, and you could have met the investor or the lawyer or the uh, whoever you're going after based on your business. Now you're closer to the. Now person, you're closer, man. and you're one yeah. step closer to knowing. And right. same, that's what we've been doing, and it's brought us some level of success, right? Is that the more times you go to these events, and the more events you go to, people see you at different places. Like you were saying, you saw me here and there. Uh The more times you see someone going to those events, the more you associate them with, with that item. And then Uh that's how we actually technically made our first sale. Right. That's awesome. Um, Yeah. We went to Dallas and he's seen us enough. Yeah. It's, it's marketing,
2: marketing. And there's so much noise. Like there's so much content out there and people have choices to, to watch a Netflix or Google, whatever term they want to <laughs> Google, or like they can, there's so much noise and content that it takes like 13 plus times for someone to like hear some type of message that goes, Oh, let me pay attention to that.
0: Yes. Yes. And marketing, I, I know in sales, it's like the eighth time or something like that. That's when you usually get like the sale. Yeah. And yeah. so with marketing, it's definitely more cause you're just, I mean, you're you're trying to yeah, you're kind of making familiar, kind of yeah. like what you were talking about earlier. Making familiar touches
2: every touch, uh-huh. so uh-huh. And, you know, like whether you send them an email, and then you you put they see an impression on a social media, and then they see another impression on social media, they watch like, a
1: story, and, then, and, and see you on LinkedIn, and, and then, then, then they you get
2: your newsletter again, and like, and then they're like, oh, like these guys are onto something, or like, oh, like they want to, oh, that's what that started, uh huh,
0: like. uh huh, and
1: I think. That's what ended up happening, right? There's uh, a guy named Jorge at Capital Factory, and we went to Dallas. It must have been the 13th time we've he's seen something of ours. <laughs> and we're there just for the Capital Factory launch. We're like, right. hey, we're here. This is the product. We're talking about prompt video. We're talking about the power of video. And he's like, can I see the app? And we show him the app, and we show him the updates. I think that one was version 7. So long, old. <laughs> it's, but it's it's right now, but even then, he was like, "Wait, can I just give?" He took out his credit card and was like, "Can I give you my credit card now? Can we can we do it now?" And we're like, "Oh well, my like, gosh, let's, let's wait." Like,
0: yeah, 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 we, we,
1: yeah. We want to wait till we get this right, but we appreciate that you're ready to yeah make it to go day, right. <laughs> that it's so valuable to you that you're ready to leap and pull out your wallet and pull out your credit card, and
0: you just want to get it going right now. And I think how does that like, so how does that make you feel like, like what do you feel? Or what is that? does your instinct? Tell you, I guess your experience instinct. Purposeful. I feel very purposeful. Uh-huh. I
2: feel we're, uh, so I'm a believer in Joseph Campbell's hero's journey in storytelling. Uh, and for those that don't know Joseph Campbell, he's a professor that, uh, did a lot of research on the different cultures uh, around the world and spirituality and and things in these cultures and and places that uh, what is the a unifying thing right of of religion culture and it was story and all his findings uh, you can read about in a, a book one of his he wrote a lot of books but one was called a hero with a thousand faces okay. and he You're became really buddies with um,
1: um, Lucas right
2: yeah with uh, with Lucas. George uh, Lucas. Uh, yeah, George Lucas, uh, George Star Lucas, Wars the Star Wars. Wars, and George uh, used a, a lot of that research to build the, arguably the most culturally relevant, successful uh, epic story ever <laughs> in Star Wars. <laughs> yeah,
0: <just> epic, yeah. <laughs> like why every movie started doing like uh, long sequences like that?
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, yes, yeah, so I'm a believer in that, and I, I utilize that in in storytelling structure. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and we've adopted it. Yeah. Yeah. And that, so that's part of, that's built into the app. Like that's, and that's okay. part of our values too. And I think that when I see things like, like these, uh, it seems like it's coincidence or it's like, like things that are happening. It's like, I feel like it, we're, per, we're in our story. We're in our own journey. And so uh, it's like, even I think at this point if we wanted to sort of like self-destruct and derail we could we could like we're, <laughs> really on, we're on this track it's going that's, somewhere that's laid out before us and uh, to me it's it's a mystery we have choice because I do believe that God is sovereign uh, mm-hmm. and and but I do know that we have choice so we could choose we could to choose, derail yeah.
1: uh, but if it's you self-destruct try right? If you try and you put that effort and investment and you'll probably get it every day to grow, <laughs> you yeah. do feel that you're on a journey, right? You yeah. we are our hero. And uh, I think the other thing cinematically that came to me is uh, Angel often talks about how if you do watch certain TV shows or certain movies, they sort of flip-flop. Every bad scene is followed by a good scene and every good scene is followed by a mm-hmm. bad scene. Never mm-hmm. lets you feel one way for too long. And so mm-hmm. I think... All those types of concepts and philosophies help, right? In as an entrepreneur, you can't have just good things happen to you. You need the Correct. bad to flip, yeah. to flip back yeah. to the bad to keep the story exciting. The yin and the yang. <laughs> and things go wrong. You're like, all right, now something bad happened. I'm waiting for the good now. Flip the page, right? Go to the next scene. <laughs> Let's get to
0: yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, something yeah. Something better so- is coming. I, I was, so y'all literally touched on the next question that I was going to ask you. Where do you see Prompt TV going?
1: So, what, TV, is the,
0: what does the story look like? So,
1: Angel often talks about another philosophy from Angel. Okay. Yeah. Writing your story backwards. Yeah.
0: That's apparently
1: a very common thing in film, right? You write the ending and then you write yeah. everything from that point.
2: Yeah. A lot of great storytellers and script writers, book writers, will. Will develop their characters first, right, mm-hmm. and then they'll make a decision of how the story ends,
3: mm-hmm. and they'll
2: say this: it, this is a tragedy. The boy does not get the girl. Yeah. Romeo and Juliet, <laughs> like everybody dies, yeah. right? Right, right. Where they're like, no, the the boy does get the girl, 50 like, 50 and every and it ends with a wedding scene, and everybody's happy. And Cry, so then imagine. all they've got to do once well, it's, it's it's not that easy, but all they got to do <laughs> now <laughs> is build. Points of conflict between the the beginning of the story and the end. So the, the guy goes to the bar, he sees his girl, he falls in love at first sight, he goes to talk to her, and then she's got a boyfriend, right? And he's like, you know, and so it's
1: like you write oh. your story that way,
2: right? Yeah, and then the next time they run into each other, like it's another, like he, he doesn't know he can't speak <laughs> up. Like, so you just Something keep on happens. putting blocks, right? And and in life, like we're in this life. We don't have to make up the blocks. The <laughs> the, the, blocks con- the conflict comes to us. It it, right? We're Television. in a pandemic or post pandemic. We got war in Ukraine. We got Uvalde shootings. We got all this craziness that affects us as a community. Negative, a greater community. Yeah. We have COVID. We have, like, you know, we need money to be able to do things, right? right? As individuals in business, like, they're all, we need knowledge, we need feedback. So
0: Crypto like, market crashing. Yeah. Market
2: <laughs> crashing, crashing, <laughs> <sessions. laughs> So these are all, life throws these things at us. So and we
1: only got to build the good. Yeah, right? we just got to like. The bad comes from external. We yeah. got to be the good. And I think the story backwards is financially the $3 billion. Right, that's Angel and I's. Yeah, yeah. three billion.
0: Well, well, okay, what is this three billion thing that you talk? Because well, you touched 3 it earlier.
1: To us, means that Angel gets a billion, I get a billion, and own. the that's investors get, get a, a billion. billion. Right, that's what we want. That's the story. That's the end of the story. The girl, the boy gets the girl. Right. Uh-huh. But that's I'd say end. from there, uh-huh. what really matters to Angel and I, and we talk about all the time, right? It goes to that values. Is the money doesn't matter. The money – the $3 billion only matters because I think when Angel and I looked at tech startups, once you cross $3 billion, it looks like there's a bunch of red tape and bureaucracy. It's not fun anymore.
0: Right. right? So we just okay. –
1: we had to come up with where do we draw the line? That's our exit. That's our exit. No matter what, mm-hmm. no matter what happens, at 3000000000 billion, we're out. And that's what we know for
0: – and, and you say you're out? You sell it? Uh, ideally. Yeah. We sell ideally. It, yeah, yeah.
1: We, it, it's taken public. It's taken public. Someone um. else does that. But – we know at 3 billion, Angel and I are out, right? But the part that we have to write is what is the impact?
0: And so we talk oh, okay.
1: about story, right? And we talk about the value of story. We talked about prompt video. Prompt video allows communities to prompt, literally, ask questions to get videos of a specific kind from their community and have a conversation, right? And so at least in my eyes, and I think Angel shares a lot of that, is we want communities to be talking and we want brands to be talking. And we want, whether you have a startup, you have a nonprofit organization, you have a movie coming out, a product, a, a restaurant, we want you to send them a prompt, get them to answer questions that help your business, help your brand, help your story grow, and then help them, right? In return, take that feedback and help them. Right, and ask them more questions so you can learn more about them, and they can learn more about you.
0: The that's, feedback that's, I would, I
1: would Yeah, like that our story.
2: heart is to impact community, uh, in particular the small business community. Like my my abuelito, my grandfather, right, was a small business owner. Uh, he was successful in a lot of ways, but towards the end of his life, he struggled with his business, couldn't keep up with technology and different things. And the you know the truth is uh, there was a point that he ended up having to work at McDonald's. Before he died, um, that weighs heavy on me. And there's a I I I helped also launch a Hispanic Chamber of Commerce in East Tennessee, and I was privy to the plight of a, of a underserved community and small businesses and stuff. Yeah. And that just and and even today, I mean, I'm you, you read about it, you see it. I know stories um, as as I did some business canvassing. I ran into some new stories of some ladies uh, uh, that run their businesses that. You know, they're a couple months away from going under. Right. And and it's it's sad. It's heavy.
1: Well, they can't can't communicate.
2: Yeah. Yeah. They communicate that. They need tools. They need tools. to today's time to be able to connect with their community, to be able to grow revenue. And I think uh, a lot of people don't realize small The majority of U.S. small business owners make like less than 20,000 a year. And they really, really struggle. And although our product is, we're going to be able to offer different levels, where we'll have eventually an enterprise level to be able to take care of the big brands like Nike or whatever. We like we always that. want to be able to have a free version. We want to be able to to pour into. Um, communities what, or
0: diverse communities, underserved communities. I make sure and that's what, very, got you there in the first place kind of thing.
1: Yeah. And make sure that they can tell their story, right? Good, bad. I mean, we've talked about story being good and bad, right? But if no one knows about it, it's that story of like a tree falling in a forest and, and the, no one hears. You, it. you it don't, don't hear it. it yeah. Right? Like, yeah, all these <laughs> companies, they should matter, right? Brands and families And we want people to share stories and make videos to tell their story and not feel stupid on camera, right? And be able to be like, all right, I know what to say. I know the story I need to tell. I'm going to open prompt video and I'm going to ask people to tell their story or I'm going to ask and create a prompt to tell my story. And I think that's where we see the vision is making sure people tell stories and communicate. And we see that most effectively in communities, right? Underserved communities. but. Whatever community bonds you, that's the community that needs to be served. Today, we're on a podcast. You have your own community, right? Yeah. I know you say it's startup. Startups all have their community, right? There are people that you could reach out today that will listen no matter what. There are people right. we will reach out to today that will listen no mm-hmm. matter what. And they right. form a community because we're bonding them, right? Correct. That's Correct. Bonding is bonding them. And so- it's important. and we, I mean, Angel and I will probably send out prompts and be like, hey, what do you think about the podcast? What can we do differently? How can we mm-hmm. help? Right. Mm-hmm. And get those answers and then do something about it. Right. Get that story right. from them. Tell them our story and then react.
0: And you're using your own product that and, you built from the ground up.
2: And I know that you're in the uh, the financial services space. So I, I think one of the, the questions I think I, that I would start with when I would engage potential uh, clients, the bank, was, uh, did they have a plan uh, in place for, uh, you know, when they pass away? Do they have a will? Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. sometimes they wouldn't, uh, they didn't want to, like. Uh, deal with that. They haven't really right. thought about that. I'm and not dying you know, if, later. if you don't have a plan in place, this, in this case, when I was in Tennessee, it's like the state of Tennessee already has one. It's called probate. So whether you, okay. you think you have a will, you don't have a will, you do, you do <laughs> and, <you're gonna> lose <laughs> and, it, and it sucks like that, that plan, <laughs> the default plan. So I think in the same space of storytelling, some folks are like, Hey, if you don't, if you don't tell your narrative story and control your story, Somebody else will
1: control it for you. Yeah. And so, I mean, that comes to our slogan, right? Which is prompt your story. Yeah. Right. That's where it comes from. Prompt your story. Prompt your story, right? Make sure that you write the prompt. You control You control the narrative. You ask people for the true feedback. We talked about honest feedback, full circle. And then you take that honest feedback and do what you need to do with it. Either share it or react to it.
0: Prompt, prompt. This, uh, you know, I literally just connected. That. I don't know why. I was thinking prompt, like you know, prompt fast. But yeah. it's the thing that you read. Yeah, like the, a teleprompter. <laughs> but, teleprompter.
1: So, yeah, 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 yeah. Tele Can be prompt is as asking a question, right? I think in, like a writing prompt. English lit. Yeah, in English yeah. lit, back in the day, uh, I'm giving you a prompt to write about, right? <laughs> yeah. And yeah. so prompt can be utilized in multiple aspects, but the idea being it's telling you and helping you to know what to say and what to do. Okay. Which is also where the director comes from. That's where that yeah. description comes from, right? Mm-hmm. Directing videos right. from your community. Right. It, that's what so we do.
0: and so now we are in in version twelve of Prop TV prob video. And, you know, prom video. Sorry, prom, you got, I'm thinking you of you your... Happy
1: <laughs> to make Prom TV. <laughs> Give it
0: a minute. prob video. Yeah. TV um, coming next
1: year. <laughs> yeah,
0: there you go. Good. That's Pretty how it gets to 3 billion. Include right <laughs> me in the 3 billion if you can, Not please. <laughs> but, uh, well, is there anything that you wish I would have asked you guys? Anything that I didn't touch on? Anything that you want people to hear? Uh, any lessons that, you know, they could... Take back from this. Anybody that's listening to this, that you want to reach out to your audience, maybe. Angel, you want to go first?
1: Vote
2: for Angel Martinez for governor of Texas. <laughs> <laughs>
3: uh, I love it. But, I mean, <laughs>
2: uh, so we can make an impactful difference. Uh, that 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 makes sense in communities. Right, uh, but uh, but that will only happen after we hit the three billion club. That's okay. Yeah. Oh,
0: I cannot yeah. wait! <laughs> I cannot wait. awesome. <laughs> I would, awesome probably, I would uh-huh.
1: probably say, give feedback. No one's really scared to be told no, and no one really is uh, turned off by feedback. I, I don't know if people are right. I think if you don't attack people, but you attack product, you attack what they're doing, you're like, Hey, I think you should do this better. I wish I had this. It's an opportunity for us to build. Right. Mm-hmm. And as builders, as innovators, we're like, cool. You want a new segment on the podcast? Just ask for it. Right. Uh-huh. I'm sure you wouldn't say no. You want would a segment? <laughs> Top 10 questions not. about this. Top five I'm questions right. about that. Whatever it is, if there's something you want from any brand, any person, just tell them they want to hear it. Whether you send a message, whether you make a post about it, a tweet about it, just give them They feedback. do. You're right. We want to be they the do. platform that you give feedback from, but it doesn't really matter. The concept is that I don't think people tell and voice their opinions to each other enough to give that feedback, right? And I think just give it to them, right? Yep. In a privatized yep. manner. Don't embarrass them. Right. Right. <laughs> Don't right, right. help them, really. help
0: them with a the good heart.
1: <laughs> good heart and private but make sure that they get the message. And if you give right. honest feedback like we started with, mm-hmm. it will help everyone. It helps you get it off your chest, get a better experience and them an opportunity to build. Which, All right. Yeah. Wow.
0: Well, ladies, and uh, – we, we're gonna say angel. Sorry.
2: No, I just, uh I just wanted because uh, uh, I gave my shameless plug. Gu- 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 <laughs> gu- <laughs> gu- <laughs> no, no, of, hey, uh, yeah, and hey I'm voting for you. For, this is for later. <laughs> but, but for now, if there's anybody listening that's a dreamer, especially in underserved communities, there's po- for them to know that there's power in dreams. There's power in also intellectual property. Uh, dreams are—you can put those dreams in tangible form, and you can register copyright. You can register trademarks and All patents. Right. I, I, I've registered copyright for the songs that I've written as a songwriter. This is the first time that I had an opportunity with uh, this wonderful uh, new best friend to, and partner <laughs> oh. to to be yeah. part of having That's intellectual awesome. property in the form of trademark and patent for a prompt, prompt video. video. Uh, and I want to encourage dreamers out there that there's power in intellectual property, there's power in dreams, um, to also close the gap with the uh, the economic inequality that's out there yeah. with a lot of underserved community. Cool. And to, to let them know, you know, echale ganas, like go forward. Echale
0: ganas. They can, yeah. <laughs> yeah. They can yeah. do it. Orale, let's do yeah. it. <laughs> I love it. I love it well ladies and gentlemen y'all hit it right here on the late podcast angel and Gurkron, the entrepreneur match made in no no sorry that the match made in entrepreneur heaven there you go uh angel investors and we got uh documentary I, I mean the whole shebang we got the whole menu on here thank you so much for being here guys i really really appreciate you guys being here um can't wait to have you guys back thank you thank you for having us yeah no problem this is awesome